Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, it's Leslie Lois Unfiltered. Ready to give you the scoop on my take on what happened on this week's The Bachelor I don't know if it's, is it just me that it just seems that the mean girls are getting meaner every season on this show lately? It's really bad this season and I'm, it's a turnoff. It's become, it's become more of a turnoff every season. I've watched it every season, both The Bachelorette and Bachelor. It's just, it's too much. I get the producers want to show drama and stuff and they have to have a villain in the house, but it just seems like, uh, it very, the more it's more catty and more vicious and more mean than it ever has been and it does not need to be that way so because when we left them last week Katie had gone to Matt and told him ahead hey look you need to know the how toxic the house is and the mob mentality was and, and what's going on and there's rumors that are being spread about women that could ruin their lives okay so now we go to where Matt's walking into the cocktail party for the rose ceremony and sure enough he addresses it right away I figured he would he said it was brought to his attention uh, the night before that the house has become very toxic and there is a mob mentality of the original girls versus the new girls and that also there are rumors being spread that could ruin people's lives and I mean, there's just kind of awkward silence around everybody looking at each other. And when he said that one about the rumors, of course, Anna knows immediately that was like meant towards her. I don't know at that point if he knew if it was her or not. But I love that he said this next. He's like, if you have to belittle someone else to make yourself feel better, then those aren't the qualities I'm looking for. And I'm thinking, yeah, not in a partner, not in a friend. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not in my life. And it was very silent and very awkward. <laughs> and then he grabs Brittany to talk to her about what's been going on. And so she tells him the rumor that was being spread by Anna about her and that, you know, that she that she was an escort. And she denies it completely. Like, so not true. And that really could potentially ruin my life that it's being spread. It's all over the house. And she's like, plus... This is national TV. This is being televised on national TV. Millions of people are watching this. My mother is going to be could, is seeing this, you know, and how devastating that is to her. And he's just, you know, he says how sorry he is. Uh, and then he goes and grabs Anna, who at this point I'm sure is like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> I'm panicking, like panicking, going, what can I say? What can I say? Because she knows she's in trouble. So when Matt sits down with her, she immediately right away is like, I. I am so sorry. Uh, this is, it was so out of character for me to say something like that. And I apologize tremendously to her after I said it, even though she kept spreading the rumor after she talked to Brittany about it in front of some of the other women. So I'm not, I'm like, I'm not buying that you have this apology and stuff. I get though that you sometimes can say things you regret when you ha when emotions are running high uh, and, and there's a lot of stress going on, which there is in the house. But there was times that she was kind of giddy about it, you know, and that's where that mob mentality comes on. And 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 he tells her, I love the way he handled it. He said, look, I don't think you're a bad person. I've I've said things that I've regretted 
and, and I know I have, and probably you have. I think everybody has at some point. But there are consequences to your actions. And so he said, you know, for what he's looking for and for, you know, watching, protecting the women, all that kind of stuff, he needs to send her home, which, of course, she was devastated by. <laughs> and I think the girls were a little taken back, right? So then he goes to talk to Ryan, also one of the new girls in there, and she's like, yeah, it's been very toxic in this house. And she brings up that Victoria as a point of the, one of the main people that are stirring ish- problems in the house. Yeah. Gee, shocker, right? Because I'm not a fan either of hers. I've been saying that from the beginning. And then she tells him about how she made this toast, you know, about the original girls. Kind of, it was it was a slam on the new girls. But then she also said, I don't remember, but I feel it, it sounds familiar that she said because Ryan is a dancer that she's a hoe. And uh, and and. Ryan was really upset by that. She started, I mean, she was crying when she was talking to Matt about it. And Matt was like, I am so sorry. And you can f- see how genuine he is, you know, and how much can he say really about what's going on? So when she comes back, you know, she's telling some of the girls what Matt and her talked about. And Victoria's standing there. And Ryan said, yeah, I brought up your name because of some of the things you said. And of course she blows, blows it off. Like I was just making fun. Like it was just all in fun. And she, of course, at this point too, is apologizing. All the women are starting to apologize to the girls that they've been so mean to only because they've been caught. Come on, let's be real. Right. And so when Victoria though, finds out that Ryan mentioned her name, she get she got really upset. It just walks off and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just poor her. And, and this better not get her sent home. And I never meant anything by it. It was all in fun. She doesn't know about the whole part, right? So she's really freaking out. So she goes to talk to Matt. And Matt says, yeah, you know, I've, I, I've been hearing these things. And first she says to him that she thinks his speech was like right on and she fully supported that. And that's great because that's what she wants in the house is harmony. Yeah, all this BS stuff. <laughs> and and I think it, may, it makes me laugh she's na- taking no accountability and, and she made a comment yeah I made that you know that toast or whatever but it was all in jest like it's all fun no harm was meant in it and he's like well then uh, how is it funny or you know whatever to call someone a hoe and she right away was like that was taken out of context and I love his comeback he was like in what context is it okay to call somebody a hoe right I mean the only <laughs> thing a situation I could feel that that would be okay in is if if it's someone like a really good friend of yours and you guys have that relationship where you joke around and they know you're joking yeah she she was not joking read the room honey she she seems to like be completely oblivious and so when he said that to her she did not have a comeback she just kind of sat there and so he got up and said I have a lot to think about and walked out and I'm like go Matt go (laughs) And so then they uh, they go back into the room with all the women and stuff. And Chris Harrison walks in and said, uh, this is the end of the cocktail party. Matt knows what he wants to do. He wants to go right to the, cere- uh, the rose ceremony, which, of course, freaks Victoria out even more. And she's like walking in the house and just complaining and talking about how these girls are idiots. Again, you know, taking responsibility for her actions and how she's the only one that uh, is right for Matt and. Uh, and that she's perfect for him. None of the other girls 
are, are good enough for him. And if he sends her home, she'll just die. <laughs> Over dramatic much. <laughs> so, uh, she's saying stuff then to the, you know, to the producers and stuff outside and complaining about saying all this stuff and ripping on the girls and they can hear her. <laughs> Just like, oh my God, get this girl out of here, please. So we get to the rose ceremony and she's sitting there with her arms crossed and she's doing a nar- narration like, you know, with, with the, you know, taking, you know, when she behind the scenes or whatever. And just bitching about everything. She did find out in the conversation with Matt that Katie was the one that brought all this up to him. So she, she like, can't stand Katie now. Not that she ever really liked her. But, of course, Katie's an idiot and blah, blah, blah. And so when Katie gets a rose, she's even more furious that she may get a rose over Victoria. And she's getting madder and madder. And in the end, he doesn't give her a rose. And then the girls that he sent home come over and say goodbye except for her, who waits the last minute. She arms folded again, and she walks kind of up to him and goes, I feel sorry for you that you're believing rumors and not um, finding out the facts. And he just stared at her, doesn't say a word, just stared. It was awesome. (laughs) I was like, I love you even more, Matt. And she storms off, and she's like, he's not my, um, you know, I'm still the queen. He's not going to be my king. He's a gesture. Oh, my God. It was like, shut up. Oh, and by the way, side note, she was on Good Morning America today talking about everything. And she really doesn't think she, she's like, I'm not a bully. Uh, and that the thing is she said that the girls knew she was joking and they didn't they know that she didn't mean any harm by it. It's like, were you read the room, chick? Did you see their faces? When you did half the shit you did, I, it, you know, she's totally oblivious, but I guess she is getting hate mail. I'm not shocked by that, but she said she's gotten death threats. Seriously, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, I hate her all you want, but no, death threats, like, no, that's not cool at all. Oh my gosh. So let's go on and get rid of, the, the drama queen is gone. So I know there's going to be another drama queen at some point, but let's move on, right? So his first one-on-one is with Rachel. Now, I like Rachel. I'd say she's in my top four. Uh, And so they get to do their fairy tale. So basically, he's going to treat her like a princess. So a Rolls Rolls Royce comes up to to pick her up and take her to where Matt is, which is, uh, again, at this beautiful resort. And it looks like it could be the gift shop maybe there or something. And there's a celebrity stylist there who uh, puts her into a bunch of dresses for her to try on and model for Matt. She looks great in all of them. And so there's this red one she comes out in that he really likes. And then uh, I have to say she was super grateful. In fact, she got teary-eyed because she's never been treated like that before. She thought it was the coolest thing. And then he's like, you need a pair of shoes. So he gives her this box and she opens it up. And there are these stiletto shoes. And she looks and there's red on the bottom. Those are Jimmy Choo shoes, right, that have the red and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I'm thinking, I could never wear those. Like, I would break my ankle in those stilettos. I don't know. <laughs> but, hey, she was she was working it. But I love what she said, that she's like, I've never bought a pair of shoes over $40. And I'm like, that's my girl. I love it because I am such a bargain shopper. So I she, I got, uh, she endeared herself to me. <laughs> Not that it matters. So she comes back to the house before dinner and she has bags of clothes on both her arms. And of course, the other women, I would be like, what the? <laughs> I love that someone was like, did you bring us stuff home? 
And then another box comes for her, for her to wear a dress that night. And it's this beautiful royal blue gown, and she looks spectacular in it. And so at dinner, they get more in-depth. And he asks her, because she said she's never been in love before, I guess in a previous conversation. And he asked her why that was. And she said, I guess I just never felt like I was good enough. She's like, like, I don't feel like I'm good enough for you and that you're out of my league, which made him laugh. Uh, and, and she's like my self-confidence. I, you know, I, I underestimate myself and I doubt myself. And I think that's part of the reason that I, you know, get freaked out that I'm going to get hurt and stuff. And he absolutely reassures her and makes her feel super special and stuff. And she, she tells him at this point then too, that she's falling in love with him. And I'm like, but you, how do you know for sure? I guess, cause you said you've never been in love before, right? So, of course, he loves that. And then he tells her, guess what? Like, I feel the same. And that you can tell that there is, like, uh, chemistry and real feelings there and stuff. I was just like, wow. I was surprised by Matt saying that as well. So, of course, she gets the rose. And then they go on a horse-drawn carriage <laughs> around the, the around the, the grounds and stuff. So that, of course, is a perfect perfect way to end the date so now we have a group date and they go to a farm and they have to do a bunch of stuff on the farm because matt grew up on a farm so he's used to doing farm work and stuff and i have to say the girls were up for it mj kept on uh volunteering to do stuff like be first in line like she tried to, she tried to milk a goat that didn't go very well and then she was looking for eggs with the chicken and she couldn't find any she was seemed to be deathly afraid suddenly of the chicken uh, and stuff. And so, you know, Matt was comforting her, which annoyed some of the other girls. And then she, th- he threw an egg for her to catch. And of course it broke in her hand and, you know, they, they were being playful and she tries to chase him and he runs through the barn and on the other side of the barn, Pepper's over there doing, you know, an off an interview, like a diary thing with producers. And he literally goes up to her, kisses her, and she says, like, whoa, like, I was wondering, you know, where you were or something like that. And then just goes in and just, like, they are making out. <laughs> and MJ sees it. Awkward. <laughs> so, and she says something to the girls, like, oh, yeah, he's making out with her right now. Which other girls are like, oh, that's that's uncomfortable. And Michelle uh, really kind of breaks down. Michelle is the teacher that went on the one-on-one with him. This is her first group date. And so this is really hard for her, and she is trying to figure out how to deal with these emotions, right? So then we get to the cocktail party uh, that night, and he first talks to Chelsea uh, for a few minutes and stuff, and uh, they're cute. I just don't think she's going to last that much longer. I don't know. You just get a sense sometimes, right? So... uh, then he talks to my girl, Abigail, and Abigail obviously starting to question things because, I mean, like she got the first impression rose and then nothing like it's been kind of silent, right, with him. But uh, and, and, you know, she tells him there's obviously she feels something with him every time she sees him, like her face just lights up. She gets the biggest smile which is really cool. And, but she, you knows she, she tells him, she's like, look, I want to be completely open and honest with you. And she said, you're looking for, you know, you want a wife and a family and that's exactly what I'm looking for. But I have this fear that whoever I do that with, that there's a good chance that my ki- kids could be deaf because her and her sister are deaf. 
And her birth father walked out on her mother and sister and her when they were very young because they were deaf because he couldn't handle it. And so she worries that that could happen to her. And so Matt first talks about the bonding with the, the, the uh, not having a father in their lives because he also was raised by a single mom and how hard that is and talks about how he admires her for everything that she's overcome and how confident she is. And so that is uh, pretty cool that he makes her feel so much better. And, and I know he likes her. I just wish he would give her the one, a one-on-one date by now. So then he goes to talk to MJ and I guess someone had mentioned to Matt that MJ is one of the people that has been starting drama in the house, that she's an antagonist in the house, which totally threw MJ off. Like, she was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I I lead by example. You know, I, I'm a good person, and I would never do anything like that, you know, but kind of saying no to everything. Well, she didn't get too much more of a chance to say anything because they got interrupted by another woman. So MJ comes back to the other girl's, and here's where more drama starts and asks if anyone wants to open uh, to have an open conversation because, you know, she said her name's been called in. Her character's been called into question that she's an antagonist in the house. So then Jess Nina, I think that's how you say it, brings up that Matt asked her how it was in the house. And she did bring up MJ's name and about how she did a toast about or not a toast, but she talked about how it's the varsity squad versus the JV squad, which is the original girls versus the. Versus the, the new girls in the house. And, you know, she's like, did you admit that to Matt? And she was like, no, that, again, I lead by example. My my character's being called into question. This isn't true. And she's like, but you just lied to Matt because you did say that, right? So there's back and forth between those two. And you can tell, feel the tension rising up again. I'm like, God, we just got rid of Victoria. Come on. But in the end, Abigail got the one the, the group date rose. So I'm super happy about that. So now the second one-on-one date goes to Kit. Now, I actually thought Kit was going to be some drama, but actually she's been kind of quiet up till now. So they didn't get a full all-day date. It looks like it was just an evening date. And he invited her over to his place to do some cooking. And he remembered that she had mentioned cooking is really important to her. I think it's something her, her and her grandmother did or something. So they have a quiet dinner date at Matt's place. They make cookies because he loves to eat dessert before dinner. Man, after my own heart. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Now, my thing with Kat is a couple things. She's only 21. I know it's like, well, yeah, 21 is pretty young. And I don't know if she's how much life she's lived yet to be able to suddenly settle down because a lot changes from, you know, 21 to 25, 26. You know what I mean? But I guess her mom is a very successful fashion designer. I need to do some research to find out who she is. So she said she's been in the spotlight and public eye growing up. And, you know, and she wants to find a partner that's comfortable and can, you know, be with her. She, I don't know if she necessarily loves the spotlight. Um, so... She has these feelings, though, towards him already. So I'm not, it it just seems super fast that she says she's falling in love with him. I'm like, you've barely spent any time with him. Like, this is the most, maybe a couple hours is the most you've spent with him. And you're saying that (laughs) you're falling in love with him? Okay. Well, he obviously likes spending time with her because he does give her the rose. So she's moving on as well. So now we get to the day of the rose ceremony. 
But before the cocktail party starts, like during the day, a note comes in from Matt saying, MJ and Justina, I need to know the truth. Meet me before the other girls at the cocktail party tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> there is super, like, it was like awkward again. Uh, and so they both go to, go to the cocktail party first, and it is just one bitching out. They are bitching at each other back and forth. And Justina uh, starts to say to her, t- tell her all this stuff, you know, about how you act one way with Matt. You act one way with the cameras on and another way with the girls in the house. And basically saying, but you lied to Matt. You said you didn't say anything. So, and and she, and she and, and MJ is defending herself and saying she did nothing wrong. Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. There's more drama. Plus, it looks like Max, Mac, Matt's ex-girlfriend, Hannah, I think it was Hannah, who was the girl on The Bachelor that had never been kissed before. Remember her? I think she was on Colton season. Well, some I guess her and Matt had something, and she shows up. This is next week. So there's even more drama. But I'm not going to spoil anything for you. I heard something about what happens with that whole thing, but I won't spoil it for you, so you don't have to yell at me. Anyway, what do you guys think about this? all the drama that's happening? Is it worse than more than normal? Is it continuing to rise every season? Uh, yeah, let me know in the comments what you think about this. All right? All right, thanks for uh, listening to me on my Leslie Lois Unfiltered, The Bachelor Recap. And I will talk to you again on the next Leslie Lois Unfiltered podcast. Bye. 